this is Ed Goldman with the Goldman State Podcast. The term self-storage sounds like a program to help us tuck away our egos, perhaps to concentrate on the greater good of mankind. Think self-denial, selflessness. But then again, you know that self-storage refers to one of the most economically sturdy investments in the country. Before the COVID era, the self-storage sector was already quite resilient, as we accumulated so much stuff that we had to either buy additional attics, basements, and garages, which is to say second and third homes, or rent a unit somewhere to deal with the flow with which we were unable to go. COVID ushered in an era that allowed the owners of self-storage facilities a license to issue their own monopoly money. As we moved our offices into our homes, we moved a lot of the accumulated junk in our homes into storage units. Then, as COVID slid into the dubious mists of nostalgia, hey, like, what was all that gall-dang dying and mask-wearing about, anyway? And the majority of white-collar workers decided they were never, ever, ever going back to their soul-suffocating workplaces, the stow-and-go trend escalated. Now, I've always thought of storage units the way F. Scott Fitzgerald thought of Sundays as a day between two days— which is to say a storage unit is a place between two places, not a permanent fix. Whenever I did a residential reload, I always put my art and book collections into a unit until the new living quarters were ready for my antiques load show. The last time I did this was when I downsized from a four-story, 4,800-square-foot home into a two-story, 1,500-square-foot condo where I've lived for more than six and a half years. So I rented a unit at a place here called Life Storage, which lived up to its name when a few surprise bachelors, recently tossed from their homes, decided to store not only their bric-a-brac, but also themselves in one of the air-conditioned 24-7 security rentals. These guys would sleep in the very furniture they were storing and early in the morning head to a nearby gas station men's room to spruce themselves up for the day. The security system provided their downfall. While some of us were eccentric enough to steal into our units in the wee hours because we wanted to get our mitts on something we'd erroneously stored, we didn't show up wearing pajamas and bathrobes along with our special pillows, self-improvement tapes, and teddy bears, which, if apprehended, we knew to call stuffed service animals. The guys were busted, not sure what happened to their stored swag. If you have precious things that require climate control, like artwork wines and the pelts of helpless animals— that were slaughtered so you could mince into winter soirees engulfed in their pathetic little hides, it can cost you an arm and a leg as well as a cosigner's arm and a leg to get a unit. The governing mantra at storage centers is not, repeat, not, oh, don't worry, we can work it out. It's cash on the barrelhead, baby, and we charge extra for the two- and four-wheel dollies you use when you caught your precious pelf in or out of our premises. Still, When I rented that unit, it cost only about 60% of what I pay in homeowner association fees each month. I think I may consider self-storing for a few months. Hand me that teddy bear. I'm Ed Goldman. My column, The Goldman State, comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe for free at goldmanstate.com. Thanks for listening.